Thank you for joining us on this call. We're going to be talking about a deal you recently did in New York, which is a lot of fun. And this was a fix and flip. So I can't wait to get into this. Fix and flip is something I really love doing in my own business. I like to wholesale, but I also like to fix and flip. I think fix and flip is where you can really hit some home run deals. Definitely the deal you're going to share is one of those. But Martin, let's start out and talk a little bit about your journey, you know, when you got started, how you know me and kind of a little bit of your background. I know you've got a couple of your partners on the call as well. Thanks, Jerry. Appreciate uh, being here. And I do. I have my partner, Matt, and my other partner, Amber. But yeah, Matt and I actually, we started as uh, the sales guys. We don't have like a rags the riches story. We were doing very well. And yeah. uh, we needed to figure out what to do with our commission checks, to be mm-hmm. honest. That's when we started just looking up real estate. How I found you, Jerry, is I think you were probably one of the first to put it on YouTube, honestly. Yeah. <laughs> um, and some of the strategies that you know you were using, like we had no clue about fix and flip. We didn't know about how to find deals. I mean, this was all new stuff to us. So what happened was, as we were watching videos on, uh, this was like three years ago, but some of your best videos were three years ago. I mean, you got great ones now, but there's some real high impact information from your you know, your videos from three, two years ago. One of the things that we had to do was adjust on how we talk to the sellers. So mm. your talk to sellers videos, that was the first script that we used. And we came at it in a kind of a different way because you know, a lot of people go wholesaling, flipping, buy a rental. Yeah. We did rental, flipping, wholesaling. <laughs> you went and backwards. We went backwards. But I'll tell you, I think that's the way to do it. Because wholesaling is the hardest, in my opinion. It, you know, it truly is. It's the hardest. And I think then flipping is the, is the second hardest. But then, but, but buying gives you an idea of really what are people looking for? What do people really want? What do investors who are your buyers, what do they truly want? Let's talk about that, Martin. Um, That's a very interesting thought that wholesaling is harder. Here's where I think a lot of people get confused. Wholesaling has the lowest barrier to entry and maybe the lowest risk because, you know, you don't actually own the property. But I think I might agree with you in that to successfully wholesale and build a pipeline where you're hitting, you know, like three to five deals a month or more, that consistency you got to create quite an engine of acquisitions. There's some moving parts there that have to be in place. There's a team, there's a marketing expense. Like there's some things that have to happen. And then you've got to be willing to just really, you know, pound that pavement, get a lot of rejection, be okay with, you know, a hundred no's for every one yes type of thing. And most people can't stomach that, what that takes to kind of build out that model to be successful. It does take a, a bit of, a certain type of personality that's just can grind through that hard part of the business. Whereas fix and flip, if you're willing to take some risk and you're not afraid to own and finance and raise capital, then you can shortcut all of that because boom, you're just, you're just now into deals. Like you, you find a great deal. It fits the formula. A wholesaler brings it to you. You buy it on market from an agent, whatever. And now you're spending your time, energy, and effort rehabbing, you know, dealing with contractors and, and selling retail. But that whole aspect of acquisitions that wholesalers do, that kind of goes out the window. You don't really spend much time in acquisitions anymore as a fix and flipper. So I agree. There's a lot of parts about fix and flip that are way easier if you can manage the risk of owning real estate and deal with carrying costs, financing. With fix and flip, it's like, you know, no, Money out, money out, money out until it sells and money in. There's a bit of that roller coaster that a lot of people have a hard time managing. That's a, that can be a challenge. 
So there's obviously some trade-offs between the two. There's unfair advantages from everyone. Everyone here in this room has an unfair advantage that they can use. Matt and I's unfair advantage really was that we have Amber. She's Matt's wife, but she's the interior decorator. She chooses and picks out all of the fixtures. She's also a top agent in Rochester. Mm-hmm. I would say it's it's a team sport, truthfully. You know, a lot of people think wholesaling, you know, is or, or fix and flipping. It's just, it's, a, it's all by yourself. I would say try to get as many people as you can involved with it. The mistakes you can not make if you have the right people around you, uh, it, it will really separate you. Yeah. And a lot of what we did with the contracting stuff, we got from the contracts that you use with your contract. Those fundamentals and those foundations that you've taught and that you have and that you give it, it helped us go from you know where we were as like more of a hobby to this is a real business and it's it's uh, it's real life changing stuff. And well, to elaborate on some of the what Marty said with the scripts and the cold calling is Marty and I, like he said, we were sales guys. We we have no shame in picking up the phone and, <laughs> and, and, and banging a hundred dials. That's what we did for a living. We were good at it, right. So now it's it's a matter of finding a script that works for you know, how do you bring it to residential real estate? And that's, uh, we took a lot of what what you said uh, into our own culture and our own company. And now we're teaching our own VAs how to to do it. Yeah, that's fantastic. Well, so that's kind of exciting then. Now, do you guys still follow the, the three, the three strategies? Are you still doing rentals, fix and flip and wholesaling? Are you doing all three? Correct. You know, one of the things I like to tell people is you never want to be a one trick pony in this business in real estate, because then you limit your ability to do deals. If you just buy a certain type of deal that fits an exact exit strategy, like the, you know, assignment of contract technique only, it just limits a lot of things. That's where creative finance comes in. And if you're into that and you want to buy and hold, then you look at deals. The analysis is completely different. What makes sense to keep as a rental may not make sense to keep as a flip. What makes sense as a flip maybe doesn't make sense to wholesale because you can make a whole lot more if you flip it. And so it just opens up the door for a lot of different possibilities with your exit strategies when you're working on those those acquisitions. You know, the challenge is, is a lot of people, they tend to get okay at a lot of things and not really good at one thing. How have you guys managed that? How have you how have you been able to look at understanding rentals and managing rentals and cash flow? That's a different animal. And then at the same time, flipping with raising capital and contractors and then wholesalers with acquisitions and cash buyers. Is it because you've built that team and you're and you guys are managing well the different moving parts? Or what would you say has helped you with that process? I'd say one of the nice things. You, you get the luxury of is you get to be a little picky, Jerry, with what you want. Okay. Um, obviously, it's all a numbers thing. If uh, if there's a profit where you can make on a wholesale 10 grand, but you think the ARV in that area is picking up and you might be able to make, let's say, 40 grand, you know, yeah, we're going to take the risk and we're going to flip it. But at the same token, if we have five, six flips going on at one time and we just don't have the manpower to get it done. And maybe because we're flipping so much right now, our uh, our bank account's a little low, right? Our capital. Yeah. So hey, let's flip this one, Marty. Let's you know make a couple bucks here, and uh, you know we'll get the next one when it comes along. Uh, and then as far as the rentals goes, it just if it's a good deal in a good area, and you think you can get a really good tenant uh, that's going to be there for a long time. And as far as the the rentals goes, it's can you manage a headache? You know, is this is this going to be yeah. a headache problem, right? Is this going to is this rental going to cause me grief down the road? If so, let's pass on it. Maybe we can yeah. wholesale it. 
And now the only way we're buying stuff, if it's a rental, because of just how crazy things are, I'm going to have to get seller finance. And, and I'll tell the people, I'll tell them, right. I'll tell them right away. Hey, and, and this is the only offer for us. And it's only going to be through you holding paper. So that's interesting. I hope you guys caught that. So when you learn creative financing, then you're able to get into deals without the big down payments, without the bank financing. Those are great types of deals. If you know how to structure to then pick up those properties and keep and hold those, especially if it's little to zero down, cash flows there, the right area and all those things kind of make sense. Then what you're doing is you're saying, okay, because we're able to structure getting into this deal with the with this creative long-term financing, let's hold on to this one, keep it as a rental, put it in our portfolio. But again, it's just understanding different ways to get into deals, understanding different ways of exiting deals, and then how does all of that kind of work together? And that's just uh, that's just growing your IQ, your your IQ around the real estate business, and really learning and doing those different areas successfully. But I love the idea around that because it, it just opens up so many more doors. So for me personally, I'm not super heavy on the rental model. I'm not a real big fan of it. I'm changing that mindset a little bit in luxury and a little bit in Airbnb. But as far as flipping, like I look at flipping and I look at wholesale, wholetail, light rehab, average rehab, heavy rehab, new construction, and everything and anything related to flipping, which to me would be, you know, in and out under a year type of strategies and creative ways to get into those deals, even flipping them, creative financing to then turn around and still flip it. I want to master the skill of flipping whatever that looks like. So then when a deal comes in, I can look at it and I can say, well, here's what it looks like if I wholesale it. Here's what it looks like if I wholetail it. Here's what it looks like if I fix and flip it. With fix and flip, I could do various levels. What's going to give me the highest return for the least amount of time, energy, and efforts. And that's the filter I try to put deals through. And then it just opens up to where you're being, you're maximizing every opportunity and you're moving yourself into very high profit deals because you're not limited on what you can do with your strategy. So I think that's a very smart way to approach the business. Let's talk about your deal. You've got this deal that you recently flipped and this was a, um, a fairly extensive rehab, right? And you got it for what looked like a smoking deal. Was it 45,000? Is that what you guys bought it for? Yeah, that's right. Yeah. And it needed everything, I'm, I'm assuming. This was the one time where we're looking at each other like, what are we getting ourselves into? I'm talking, <laughs> I'm talking piles of garbage, waist high, every yeah. bedroom. It's one of those things where we walked out and we're like, I want it. I want this thing. Because yeah. it's, it's, it's the challenge, you know? And my wife, she she's more the the numbers girl for this, so she could she could definitely help us on breaking this deal down. Uh, ironically, she wanted to be home for this, but she's at a flip staging as we speak. I can it's, I can see the background. I'm like that looks like a flip. Okay. Yeah, we're listing it tomorrow. <laughs> looks nice. Yeah. Did you put that header in to open up the kitchen? Oh, uh, we did. We opened yeah. up two. We opened up two walls in that kitchen. Yeah, you guys see that the header right here on these older homes? They're very boxy with lots of walls. So you guys, that's a very popular thing to do. You run a header, open this up, creates that open feel floor plan. Buyers want that quite a bit. So it looks beautiful just from the kitchen and the. I see your hood over there. Very nice. Congratulations. What are you listing that for? We'll probably list for one eighty nine nine, and I anticipate at least two twenty five sale price. Um, our market is just insane right now. We're getting way over asking. Is that a strategy on purpose to list it below, knowing that it'll get bid over? Yeah, buyers are conditioned now that they see a, a list price. It is not. It's a starting point, not a limit. <laughs> yeah, just keep me posted. I'd love to hear what you go pending at on that one. 
Well, let's talk about your other one. So you, so you buy it for 45, a complete disaster. Yeah, it was a cold call. Vacant absentee, those are really super hot. Vacant absentee, high equity, right? We stack yeah. it. How many square feet? 1650. Okay, so about 1600 feet. You guys put about what, 100? Is that what it was? About 100 into it on the rehab? Yeah, so I mean, this is kind of pretty much everything. Did you redesign that floor plan too? Open walls and all that? So it was everything exterior, siding, windows, roof. roof. Yeah, I uh, took out I took out uh, the, a wall in the kitchen, expanded the dining room a little bit. I mean, the kitchen was was gorgeous. Two two full baths that we completely redid. It was top to bottom. Uh, the basement had three feet of water in it when we bought it. So and you spent a hundred on it. So what'd you budget? Was that your budget going in? How how far? Let me rephrase this. How far over budget did you go? <laughs> I think our budget was somewhere around seventy five eighty. Yeah. Okay. So not too bad. You spent a, you went in at 75 and you spent a hundred. It's funny. You know, I've been doing this for 18 years. I've, I fix and flipped, I don't know, hundreds, maybe in the thousands. It is so hard to keep a budget no matter how long you've been doing it. You know, it's just, so that's why you need to have good margins because you don't hit those budgets all the time. And it's just the nature of the beast, right? You're, you're tearing into an old house. You don't know half the problems to your neck deep in them. Right. So you just have to be able to manage through that as best you can. So that's exciting. So you spend a hundred, you're so you're all in a roughly around 145. Now let's take a minute and talk about your financing. Tell me how how'd you finance this project? We financed it through hard money. I didn't even know what hard money was until we watched some of your videos on that, you know, and and, and how to approach mm-hmm. people with hard money. Hard money typically will lend you a percentage of your total cost. So your acquisition, your buy and your rehab, they take that total number. And then they'll lend you typically 80% of cost. So that's loan to cost. They look at ARV a little bit, but their their primary concern is, you know, do you have some skin in the game? As you gain experience and as you can show a hard money lender experience, and especially if you repeat the same hard money lender and you proved yourself that you pay your you pay your loan on time, you pay it off on time, they'll stretch that up to like 90%, which means you only have to figure out how to finance the other 10%. Usually they make you pay a point or two, which is a lump sum of the loan. So one point would be 1% of the total loan amount, you know, that you pay that. That's another fee. For flipping, that's amazing and it's awesome. And it's just a cost of doing business. It's short term. You're in, you're out in a few months and it's okay. So we pay that high interest, but it's asset-based. They don't care about you. They care about the deal. Like you said, you're if you keep using the same people. And here's the thing though. Here's the winner, right? It's a $45,000 house that's worth 200000 yeah. So yeah. if you don't do what you say you're going to do, Marty, well, that's a win for us because we'll just take it and we'll do it. Hard money, they lose if you pay them back. They win if they take your property, <laughs> right? Because there's so much equity that they'll take it and they'll flip it and they'll make the big spread if you, for whatever reason, you flake out and default on the deal. So it's a win-win for hard money. It's a great position to be in on the money side. Was it 90% of buy, 100% of rehab, or 90% of total? It's 100% of the whole thing. So gotcha. it's 100% rehab, 100% of the purchase price. But okay, again, that might've been 10 deals in, right? That might've been yeah. 10 deals deep to get there. So they actually funded you 100% on this deal. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. So guys, that, that does take some time. It takes a relationship. Um, I typically, the way you can get there fast, if you're new and you don't have the experience, is you leverage the 80% from hard money and then you bring in private money for the balance of the other 20%, right? And that gets you to the 100. 
That's how you can quickly get to 100% financed on a fix and flip. So then you're in this deal. How long did that rehab take you to do 100K rehab on 1,600 square feet? From start to finish, probably about three months. It was middle winter when we bought it. That's moving. Three months is moving. That's great. Again, you've got probably some great relationships with contractors. So they probably jump up and down for you because you've built your business. You're that consistency and repeat business. You start to get good deals. You start to build your team of reliable contractors. That's just part of growing your business. Okay. So you took about 90 days or so to do your rehab. You're roughly into this thing for, you know, 145. Amber, what'd you list this thing for? Uh, we listed that one for 189.9. Went way over asking price then, right? Got 250 for that one. <laughs> 250. How many offers did you get? We had 17 offers on the house. Yeah. Insane. Isn't that incredible? That is so fun to be the seller now, right? Uh, when you're selling like that. That 250 buyer, was it smooth with them? How were they on the inspection and all of that? In Rochester, I'm sure a lot of markets are like this right now. Um, for every 10 offers you get on a house, maybe one is asking for inspection. This person paid cash. She waived her inspection. It was a really, really smooth deal. Dream buyer. But we really make a point to strive. We know that people are waiving inspections and we do not take advantage of that. We've done so many now that agents recognize our work when they walk in the door. When we are making a name for ourselves, we want people to, to walk in feeling comfortable waiving that inspection. She's the one that's walking these people through it. It's her name's on it too, in a way, because it's her yeah. husband. It's her best. She keeps us very honest. And I know she keeps Matt very honest when she's like, no, this has got to be here. Or don't cheap out on XYZ. It's going to work out. My belief when I fix and flip is... That first impression is the most important. We actually will not show the house unless it's 100%. The final cleaning's done. The pictures are professional with the right lighting. And because when that buyer opens that door, you want that wow factor. So you get this buyer right away, 250. And so when you net that deal out with your buy, your rehab, your closing fees, your carrying costs for financing, this thing, this thing penciled out at around $100,000, $101,000 net profit, right? And what's that like hitting those, a six-figure profit on a deal? What's that like? Men? Yeah, I mean, isn't it okay? <laughs> it's great. You spend three, four months doing this rehab final for, for one day for these offers to come in. I'm on the phone with Marty. We're, you know, we got this. We got the next one. We got the next one. It's, it's kind of why we do it. It's for that excitement. Oh yeah. I mean, there's, there's not a greater rush than that, right? Then you put in all that effort and work and you make this beautiful home. I look at it like you took this ugly home that nobody wants and made it this beautiful home that everybody wants. And you're part of that creative process and get compensated very, very well to do it. I mean, what's cooler than that? With you guys, you did that deal. And now what's your business model look like? Help everybody understand. What's that business look like for you guys? We have a team of VAs, like Matt said. It's, you know, we're texting, we're calling. That's kind of like our main two. Those are like our two ways of finding deals is the texting and the cold calling. Matt's the leader on the ground with uh, our employees. We have three employees that are full-time contractors that are at our flips and they do a really good job. Yeah, that's the day-to-day is the the texting and the phone calling and the what what we don't want, we sell it off to our buyers. Why throw away those non-deals when you can wholesale them? There's always another flipper that's okay to make 20 grand on a on a flip. Let him do all that work to make 20 grand. You make you make 10 or 15, get rid of that that low margin deal 
and you focus on the home runs. That's a genius business model. And that's why I, I'm a big believer in fix and flip and wholesaling. Be super picky about your fix and flips, wholesale everything that doesn't fit the formula. And that's an amazing business model. Wholesaling creates some short-term cash to pay the bills. And the fix and flips are, I call it your get rich money, is your fix and flips. Your wholesaling is your pay bills money. Thank you guys for sharing that deal. Let's see a lot more of those six-figure checks. And I, I want to see some seven-figure. Let's, let's get to the seven-figure. You guys were a real inspiration. Hope you guys watching were inspired. Uh, everyone leave a comment and say, Martin, Matt, Amber, you guys are flipping geniuses. <laughs> Good work. You guys are flipping geniuses. Super right, proud of your guys' success. Keep it up. And